Welcome back to Behind the Screens. I'm Simon Burton from Numero. And I'm Christine Rizzolo from Movio, filling in for Matthew this week. Yes, welcome, Christine. It's only taken us about 40-plus episodes to get Matt off the show, so <laughs> uh, look out. Um, how was your weekend? It was pretty good. Start of Pride here in LA. It was fun, sun. How was your weekend? Uh, it was great. Got back from Europe late on Saturday night and... Uh, Found myself having a pretty sleepless night, so got up and took the car to Costco to fill it up with gas and uh, heard the attendant there talking about Top Gun Maverick to, to one of the other customers, which surprised me. And then driving home, listening to some AM radio and the two sports commentators were talking about Top Gun Maverick and how they'd just been to see it with some friends and they were going out with another group of friends. Um, but yeah, Top Gun Maverick, all the, all the rage, all the chat around town. It's everywhere, apparently. It is, and I think the... Uh, when we shift over to the box office results, they, they sort of certainly proved that. Top Gun Maverick, number one globally for a second straight weekend. No great surprise there. Grossing an amazing $176 million globally this past weekend, taking the worldwide cum to $557 million. Uh, looking at the domestic number, $86 million this past weekend, which was a drop of 32% from last weekend, the, the Memorial Day holiday three-day weekend uh, for a cum of $292 million domestically. If we shift over to the international marketplace, it took an additional $86 million from 64 markets. And the incredible stat on the international number there was that total gross was a drop from the first weekend of only 16%. So a pretty unheard of hold there for Top Gun Maverick. And the international cum now standing at 262 million dollars um just to jump back to that that domestic hold that was actually the best ever hold for a week two film uh for any film that had grossed over 100 million dollars in its opening weekend so some phenomenal results wow yeah. that's amazing yeah if we look around at some of the individual international markets at the top five for example just to highlight some of those those great holds um the uk Took another $13 million, was down just 9% from the opening weekend. Uh, Australia at number two, taking another $9.3 million, and which was down just 6% from the opening weekend, uh, followed by France, Japan, and Germany in third, fourth, and fifth place. The other wide opening film, uh, predominantly across Latin America this past weekend, was Jurassic World. Dominion beginning its rollout. Uh, it opened in 15 markets, as I said, predominantly Latin America, as well as Korea and Italy, uh, taking $55.5 million from those 15 markets. Pretty impressive beginning. Uh, comparing that with the previous two Jurassic films, uh, it was 1% up on those, those previous two, just comparing those, those 15 markets. And it was the, the, the largest opening of the franchise I think the highlight there was Mexico taking nearly $19 million there. So a really strong start for Jurassic World Dominion. And we look to, for that film to open more widely in more territories at the end of this week and also its domestic release. Uh, but why don't we jump back to the Top Gun Maverick and uh, have a look at the, the audience profile in Weekend 2, Christine? Definitely. And that sounds really promising for Jurassic World coming up. Um, but once again, as you mentioned, Top Gun was the big winner over the weekend in the box office. And actually, after its two weekends of release, 
New to return or new to loyalty program moviegoers for this title are up to 17% after this weekend. So of that 17, 37% are age 35 to 54 and 48% are age 55 plus. So this movie continues to bring back older moviegoers who have been a little more reticent to return so far this year, which is great. And as you guys know, last weekend's 160 million four-day gross was driven by the primarily older audience. And after its second weekend, the audience, as we see often, has gotten even more female and older. So I don't know what that means for those younger moviegoers that are missing from this title, but I'm starting to believe they just don't have loyalty cards and they're just coming out and paying money and see it on their own. Um, the opening weekend, 37% of the audience was age 55 plus. And after this additional week in release, that same demo 55 plus was up to 44% of the audience. So you see that increase specifically for those 65 plus. So those older moviegoers coming out after the crowds the first weekend. And then as I mentioned, female moviegoers were up from 44% opening weekend to 48% after this weekend. Everyone's talking about this cast and how you got to see it. And that's where those females are coming out. And we've also noticed, as you mentioned, Simon and Matthew last week, and there's a lot of repeat attendance for this film. Uh, if you didn't see it on Kim Kardashian's Instagram story this past Friday, she's now seen Top Gun three times. So if she's going that many times, you can only imagine how many other moviegoers are going to see this a couple times. And so I took a look at the repeat attendance so far. Right now, moviegoers who have seen this two times or more are at 8%, and this is much higher than the average for any action film, which usually sits at around 4% repeat attendance. This 8% is more on the level of a Marvel release. So this year you had like Spider-Man, No Way Home, Batman, and Doctor Strange above 8%. So that's kind of where we're sitting right now. That's huge. And uh, surprisingly, I, I missed that on Kim's <laughs> Instagram post that she'd been to see it three times. But I have heard from uh, a lot of friends and other people in the media that they sort of finish their film and want to go back and see it again, which is a, is a great sign. And funnily enough, on your comment there about that the over 65 is trying to avoid the crowds from weekend one, I guess when the film's only dropping six or eight or 10%, you've still got the crowds in weekend two. So I'm interested to see what happens this weekend with those older moviegoers returning. But that's uh, it's good to see uh, on that front. Definitely. Why don't we shift to, to one of the other new openers this week, Crimes of the Future from the guys at Neon. Um, domestically released, brought in $1.1 million on a tick over 700 theaters um why don't you share a bit about the audience from that film christine definitely so as you may know crimes of the future it's a body horror rated r it's definitely going to be gory not for everyone this isn't a wide appeal title the ticket purchasers who did come out were mostly frequent at 46 percent and an additional 20 percent were very frequent so that's 66 percent of the audience who's coming regularly to theaters it's not bringing anyone back really who hasn't been in a while. Um, the single tickets dominated the sales at 65%, so just people coming out. You can't really convince your friends to come to this one. You have to come on your own if you wanna see it. And the moviegoers were predominantly male at 75%. 
And while mostly they were aged 18 to 44 at 53%, another 16% were aged 65 plus. And I find this interesting because uh, a couple of weeks ago when men came out, I noticed something similar with that. It wasn't a typical horror audience of only young moviegoers, but it kind of peppered in some older moviegoers as well. And actually we have 50% of the audience who saw A24's men came back to see Crimes of the Future. So that was released about three weeks ago. So these are true horror fans who came out this weekend to support David Cronenberg's latest. Interesting. Bunch of over 65-year-old singles heading out to see Crimes of the Future. Who would have who would have thought it? Um, moving on to, to next week, why don't we look at some of the, uh, the pre-sales figures and audience for Jurassic World Dominion. Um, looking at the pre-sales figures four days out from release, uh, it's actually tracking slightly ahead of both Top Gun Maverick and the Batman. So another enormous weekend at the box office coming up this weekend. We're uh, certainly in, in the full swing of, of blockbuster mode at the moment with uh, Lightyear, or was it Lightyear the following week? I think then Elvis the week after, and then Minions, The Rise of Grew after that. So the, uh, the momentum certainly isn't going to slow over the, the next month. Um, what are you seeing on the audience profile from the Jurassic World Dominion pre-sales purchases so far? So far, uh, we're seeing mostly occasional moviegoers. They have an average recency of 118 days. So that's equal to about 3.9 months since their last outing. The early purchasers are over-indexing for ages 25 to 44, making up 44% of the audience so far. And they are buying mostly in groups. We're talking three-plus tickets, so this will be a family outing. Child tickets are currently sitting at 12% of the audience. And for comparison, Dr. Strange child tickets were only at 8% of the audience. So this is a family affair, and it's going to bring out a lot of people, which is great, great for our industry. Yeah, it's certainly high on the list for the Burton family. I can uh, vouch for that one. My wife and kids are, are dying to see it when it comes out this weekend, so we'll be heading along. Um, but until then, Christine, have a fantastic week. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Matt, we might have him on next week. Who knows? We might just punt him and have you on for uh, forever more, Christine. Thanks very much for your time, folks, and we'll speak to you again next week. Movio and Numero are two of the businesses within the Vista Group, the world-leading provider of technology solutions to the global film industry. For more moviegoer insights, be sure to visit movio.co and follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. The Behind the Screens podcast is produced by Grace Furness and edited by Patrick Hanna. Additional support from Ryan Preventure, Georgia Culverwell and Christine Rizzolo.